Hello and welcome to Easy Operations, episode 38. My name is Ron. This week, and as always, I'm joined by James. That is I. And Mondo. Not always, but here I am. So this is the show where we talk about movies, TV shows, video games, and occasionally wrestling. And uh, this is going to be our 2017 spectacular, even though this is the new year. Uh, we're going to cover some of the favorites, uh, both in video games and movies that we liked for 2017. But up at the front of the show, we're going to have a couple of recent movies that we went to go see. So uh, before we begin, let's just uh, see what you guys have been up to. We, we did take a week off. Uh, I know I got sick over the New Year's. And uh, in addition to everyone just kind of having holiday plans, but how, how have you guys been? Been good. Still recovering. Yeah. You know, like Kylo Ren says, let the past die. Burn it if you have to or kill it if you have to. <laughs> Spoiler it down. Spoiler, bro. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you, you got to forget what happened in 2017. Good or bad. The, the point is we're in a new year and we can make whatever we want of it. And hopefully we it's make a it a good It's a clean slate, one. right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, who are you guys? I'm forgetting 2017. Who are you guys? Are <laughs> You're you still doing? living in 2017? I know. This is the 2017 spectacular. So we still oh, okay. are living in 2017, right, I guess. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, since we had a little bit of time off, it looks like we all went to the movies and saw quite a bit of things, definitely using our movie pass to the fullest extent here. And uh, now that being said, the first one we're going to start out with is not a movie pass movie uh this one is bright on netflix uh i saw this uh who else saw this i saw it as well nope mondo nope okay uh james let's start with you what did you think uh despite all the negative reviews on it it wasn't the worst thing i've ever seen uh actually quite enjoyed a lot of elements to it there was pretty good world i mean like i I like the concept it reminded me of uh fables or wolf among us where it's like fairy tale uh uh creatures and and races in the modern times. Uh, but uh, outside of that, the rest of the movie was very much, uh, I guess you could say, buddy cop. Uh, not buddy cop. I would say it's actually like a remake of Training Day, but in this weird fantasy setting. And uh, you know what? I enjoyed it. It wasn't the most offensive thing. It's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be, but I quite enjoy uh, this concept. And I'm uh, actually looking forward to more. And I heard they're actually uh, announced a sequel as of today. So uh it, it's Ugh. i didn't mind it whatsoever i wouldn't mind or i wouldn't mind watching another one i quite enjoyed it it was not uh okay it was like one of one of those like uh, turn off your brain and put you know uh and just enjoy whatever that's on there well for me it was turn off your brain turn off your taste in <laughs> movies turn off uh, your taste in good acting wow. <laughs> uh this was one of the worst things i've ever seen and so i'm gonna agree with most people on it i i thought this movie was terrible mm. uh it seems like will smith is just sort of checked out on his <laughs> performance the the lines or, or stupid and I uh, you know I used to like this guy Max Landis as a, as a screenwriter but just the dialogue in, in this movie is just terrible and just what they do with like the class organization of, of, of the people in this movie and the races is so stereotypical <laughs> and I feel like it's it's just almost borders on offensive like commentary. you have your yeah you just you have your uh, Latin people that live in LA <laughs> that are just all gangsters. There's no. There's no regular people that just. There was that sheriff. You know, he wasn't a gangster. Yeah, the one guy. Uh, okay, and you know, then you have black people that still live in the hood, and then there's orcs, which sort of occupy that same kind of class in that they're lower mm-hmm. class, and uh, 
you know, like it's just there's this a ton of backstory, but it's not explained very properly. Apparently, the orcs made a deal with the Dark Lord, but you don't know who that is or what the deal was. And they're very much looked down upon. And then you have these elves, which, you know, it is consistent with a lot of fantasy in which the elves are typically has been portrayed as the, the higher class. But it's just, I didn't like it. I felt like this almost bordered on, you remember Fast and the Furious 1 when it had the stereotypes of all the different right. groups? Right. You have the low rider guys, you have the, you know, the sport import guys and all that. And, and I just, I didn't like that about it. I didn't like Will Smith as a character. I thought that his, he, there was nothing likable about him and just, oof, guys, this was a huge thumbs down for me. Mondo, don't even waste your time on it. James, I don't know what you saw. I don't know. I don't know, man. Usually I'll be honest here, Ron. If James tells me like, Hey, you're going to have a good time with this movie. I'm going to go with my boy, James, LeBron James, LeBron James, and uh, I'm going to check out the movie. So if uh, James says it's pretty good, it's worth it's, your time. It's, I'm gonna take yeah, it's entertaining. It's not, a, it's not a good movie. It's, I mean, it's not a great movie. Yeah. It's not a bad movie. It's, it is what it is, and it's, you know, it's not like you're paying for it. It's, on, it's part of your Netflix subscription. But uh, the concepts in there and the world building, I appreciated the main plots of this uh, mythical wand thing, which I – thought is the worst part i'd actually rather prefer if the rest of the movie was all about uh the social commentary and then uh, uh and then the his orc partner uh you know um rank uh, his experience in in kind of like this racism that he's experiencing while being in the in the lapd i actually really enjoyed all that aspect just the wand subplot was probably the most uh just generic and um kind of plot devicey this this mystical wand that can practically do anything they don't really explain very well but i i quite enjoy this world i would like to see more it's this isn't it's not every day or it's not this is a pretty unique concept that could be better and hopefully it might be better on the second one and i quite enjoyed this one all right well mondo let us know if you end up seeing it so maybe you can break the tie here all right yeah like your guys' bet, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> All right, next up here is Jumanji. This is the 2017 remake, I guess, of that old movie with uh, Robin Williams. Uh, James, you saw this. Uh, what did you think? I wouldn't say it's a remake. It's more, I guess, a uh, reboot, sequel, slash sequel, kind of like you know Star Trek, where that... that that original movie still exists, um, but it's not necessarily a sequel to it, but it is part of this world. Uh, essentially, that same board game that you remember from the last game is now taking place now in the 90s, where uh, video games are more pro- prominent and um, it's it's the thing to play rather than board games. So, uh, uh, so yeah, and acceptable. then the board game itself literally turns into a video game, and then that's pretty much it they get stuck they get sucked into the game and i quite enjoyed this as well this was probably the best not the best but like one of the better video game movies that are not all based on a video game uh it takes all the video game logic and then even the lingo so they'll say npcs there's response uh all that stuff they it's it's pretty much video game logic pretty much catered to like nerds like us and i had a good time the only thing i had uh, i would say is a con about it is that it? It um, every time they're outside of the of the game, uh, when they're kids, is the most boring. You just don't care for them at all. But when it gets to the characters in the in the game, uh, who they become, they're more interesting, and it gets more entertaining from there. Mata, did you get a chance to watch this? 
Uh, no, most of your movies I did not go see. I was just uh, out and about uh, all week long, but I did not go to a movie theater. Only once, but we'll get to that. Um, I do want to see this. And from uh, James's quick review, I definitely want to check this out. Yeah, this is one of those movies that I, I want to see it as well. But you ever get something that is just marketed so much and you just see a ton of previews and it almost feels oversaturated? I feel like that's oh, where I'm man. at with this movie. I feel the same way with Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually saw that on, yeah, we on day one. So uh, we didn't get that oversaturization. <laughs> Someone uh, didn't look. <laughs> um, all right. Well. Next up is The Greatest Showman. Uh, James and I both saw this. And uh, this is a movie about... What's the guy's name, uh, James? Phineas something. P.T. Barnum. P.T. Yep. Barnum. P.T. Barnum. And he was the creator of the circus, if you will. And uh, this is basically a musical. Uh, please tell me if I if you know the director, James. I do not. It's a new um, director. Okay. Uh, and uh, this stars... Oh, my God. I'm blanking out. <laughs> <New> Jack- <laughs> Logan. Logan. New Jack- Hugh Jackman. Logan, all right. Jackman. Yeah. Michelle Williams and, uh, you know. Zach Efron. Anyone else notable? Oh, yeah, Zach Efron. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I went to this movie just sort of not expecting much, and I was pleasantly surprised. Um, fun movie. The music performances are good. I, I sometimes thought the music was a little bit too modern for the era that it's trying Actually, to Actually, that's what I liked about it the um, most is that. That's what you like. The, oh, okay. The, the music was very modern, and it was all, and they were all really catchy, um, and that they were all sung by the actual actors, which is a nice touch. You know, you sometimes you see them dubbed or whatever, but uh, it shows how much talent that these actors have. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to point out to people is that this movie, the the overall theme of it is that this P.T. Barnum character is embracing people of uh, different ethnicities of different disabilities or just different shapes and sizes, whatever is going on with these people that have been cast out, he embraces them. But if you start looking into, because I, I actually was very curious, it's like, boy, this PT Barnum sure does seem like a real nice guy for a time when there wasn't a lot right. of acceptance. Uh, and he he's not a good guy. And, you know, he it really seems like if you read back on the history of him that he sort of exploited people and, just was in it just to make a buck off of, you know, people that were portrayed as like freaks, if you will, for lack of a better word. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And so that's something that you have to come to terms with and, and, and don't go into this thinking of it as a true, you know, depiction of how right. P.T. Barnum is. Uh, but if you just can embrace the overall theme of we should embrace diversity and things like that, that's fine. But as, uh, you know, who P.T. Barnum was, oof, not a good person. <laughs> yeah, it's and they only briefly touch on that, uh, him exploiting um, the, the cast of people, you know, people for his circus. It's kind of really brushed over after a few scenes after uh, he does exploit them. But uh, I still enjoyed the movie. The music is great. And uh, if you like musicals, definitely check it out. Uh, next up for me, uh, I won't spend too much time on this, but I just thought it was something curious that I happened to stumble on on the winter break here. And uh, this was Alexander the Ultimate Cut. Now, this is a movie that was from Oliver Stone that dates back to 2005. So I remember seeing this in the movie theater and I liked it at the time. But what's interesting is this is the fourth version of this film. And this is basically a three and a half hour movie with an intermission. Um, 
And I just was like, let me see how this goes. And it just kind of intrigued me enough to keep watching. And I actually did a little bit of research on it. So, you know, this movie was about Alexander the Great. And when it came out on DVD, uh, Oliver Stone released a director's cut in which he removed some footage and then added some unseen footage. And it ended up being shorter than the movie in the theaters. But then later on, he made a final cut in which he put some footage back in. And then this, I believe it was the 10th anniversary of the film, so 2016 or 2015. And he ended up doing this ultimate cut, which is the last time he ended up touching this movie. And it's been completely recut in terms of the order of events. So whereas the first movie or the first cut of the movie is you picking up Alexander from when he was a kid to when he dies... This one kind of starts with him on his deathbed, and then you look back on key sequences throughout his life. Um, And one of the things that's also interesting is this movie really, or this cut of the movie really focuses on the relationship to the Jared Leto character and kind of an exploration of uh, Alexander's potential bisexuality because we don't really have confirmation of that through historical records, but it was somewhat acceptable in that time. and so it kind of explores that relationship a little bit in addition to this other uh, Persian character that uh, I, I don't recall what his name is, that he also has some type of a love interest as well. So, um, you know, if I'm not telling you this is the best movie, but if you're kind of interested in, in watching a, a historical epic movie, uh, check this out. Is on there Netflix. any more Rosario Dawson? The thing is, I just don't remember enough of the original mm-hmm. footage. But I got to imagine with this much recut footage put in, there's probably more of it. Um, so you do see more of her and, and see what her role is. And this is on Netflix? Oh. Yeah, cool. it's on Netflix. All right. And uh, then I got a chance to see The Shape of Water. Did anyone else get a chance to Not see yet, this? Not yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. Not yet. So, you know, I don't know why maybe this movie came out a while ago. Well, it did come out a while ago, but it's not in a lot of theaters. And I had trouble finding a a place close by to me. I had to drive a good, you know, 15 miles away to see it at a theater that was more convenient for me. So it's not playing in a lot of theaters. And I don't know if this is just because it's an independent movie or if it's a little bit older. So it's starting to be removed from major theaters. But this is directed by Guillermo del Toro. And guys, I love this movie. To me, it's one of the best movies of the year. And I remember us talking about this trailer when it first came out, and I was kind of making fun of the movie. I said, man, this is like you took the character from Hellboy 2, uh, the fish character, and just put him in a love story. It's, and it's not quite it's not quite that, but there are a ton of similarities to that character, including the fact that the actor that is in the, the suit one. is the same person. Is the same person. <laughs> Yeah. Um, But aside from that, it's just it's really good performances. And it's just I heard this described as an adult fairy tale. And that's the best way I can describe it. So just, you know, you obviously have to suspend your disbelief. But if you can do that for a Beauty and the Beast movie, then you can absolutely do it for this type of movie. And it's just really good movie, really good acting performances and a good story and just shot beautifully and just it's just a great yeah, that's movie his style. Uh, it seems like all his movies are very kind of whimsical in that nature, like Crimson Peak or uh, Pan's Labyrinth has that kind of visual and fairy tale style. So really looking forward to him. I'm a big fan of uh, his work. 
Yeah, definitely check this out because I know it got nominated for a number of uh, Golden Globe awards so far. All right, and uh, last up here, but not least, Mondo, you saw Pitch Perfect 3. Um, what did you think? I actually missed the second one. I enjoyed the first one quite a bit, but I never got a chance to watch the second one. Uh, yeah, what did you th- same, same year. I missed out on the second one. I think I saw like bits and pieces of that movie. Uh, for me, it wasn't enjoyable as the first. Uh, part three does a great job wrapping everything up into a uh, you know, nice little present for everybody, uh, fans of the trilogy, so to speak. Um, it was pretty entertaining. You get to uh, <laughs> uh, dive into more of the life of uh, Fat Amy. That's one of the characters in the uh, Pitch Perfect series. And uh, Becca, the main character, you know, she's for some reason, you know, can't find love. They give her all these opportunities to get in the music business. And uh, you know what? They, they wrapped it up pretty, pretty nicely in the end. That's all I got. Um, uh, how are the songs? Like, is it uh, a good collection of songs, stuff you recognize? There's a lot of stuff people will recognize uh, throughout the years. Basically, like uh, Britney Spears was one of them. I was like, OK, I, I, I kind of remember that. Uh, yeah. um, and then... All these other songs, I was like, okay, you know, it's not bad. If uh, you're a fan of music, and I know my girlfriend is, uh, she enjoyed it a lot, and I did too. Even though one of my favorite characters didn't make the cut, uh, Stacy. You know, I don't know if you guys remember her, but she called her thing down there her vagine. The, <laughs> I don't hunter. remember who that is. <laughs> yeah, well, she, apparently she gets like knocked up, doesn't even know who the dad is. Whoa, look at that. But anyways, uh, yeah, I had a great time with the movie itself. Uh, worth a watch, you know. All right. Well, that's it for current movies that we saw in the theater and on Netflix. And now let's get into our 27 retrospective. 2017? Spectacular. <laughs> 27. Yes. Yeah, 2017. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what I said. <laughs> All right. So, look, a uh, couple of things up front. Number one, as as we point out, we are not movie critics. I myself have never done a top list of movies. Well, yeah, these aren't, these aren't the uh, best. It's just our f- personal favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's personal favorites. That's a good way to describe it. Don't and, overthink it, Ron. Don't overthink Yeah, right. Well, I just I want to set up the expectation for people. You know, we, we don't claim to be having a definitive list here. And <laughs> we didn't see every single movie out there. So we put together a list of about five movies apiece. Um, I myself, I didn't rank them. So mine are in no particular order, but if you guys did rank them, no problem. Uh, and we'll kind of start one at a time and uh, just kind of say what we liked about it. So uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Um, my number five was uh, Get Out. Uh, this movie is a great blend of comedy, horror, thriller, and a very surprising uh, director mm-hmm. directorial debut for Jordan Peele. Highly recommended. Yeah, I had that on my list as well. Uh, this was a horror movie that really kind of challenged the way you thought about horror and the way you think about sort of race relationships and things like that. And it had a really solid uh, Metacritic rating for a long time. I don't know if it's dropped down since, but uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed this movie. And I don't typically go for horror movies, but uh, this was something that I liked as well. Uh, Logan Lucky. The small little independent movie with uh, Channing Tatum. Boy, is he sexy. And uh, Kylo Ren. I don't know the actor's name, which I feel pretty bad. But uh, very <laughs> Adam enjoyable. Driver. I liked it. I loved Adam Driver. There we go. And uh, Daniel Craig's uh, performance in this movie was really awesome. I highly recommend this. This is a lot of fun. 
Yeah, great uh, Daniel Craig performance on that one. Looked like he was having a lot of fun with the role. All right, um, so I'll go with one here. Uh, Dunkirk. Uh, this was something that, I'm not going to tell you, it's the best movie of the year, but it was an experience. And we saw this in 70 millimeter. I really wish I would have seen it in IMAX, but just it really made you feel like you were in a war zone trying to escape off this beach and had a really high level of tension along with the soundtrack that had this ticking clock and uh, just a really great war movie and uh, just something to experience. And a lot of people are talking about how if you see it on home video, you just don't get the full impression. And in fact, uh, apparently uh, the director, when they were trying to send out screenings, they didn't actually give you a disc. They were just like, this movie was really meant to be enjoyed on a, on a big screen. So <laughs> kind of interesting way of uh, approaching those screenings for the, for the press there. Yeah. Uh, well, my number four, uh, this movie, I d- it didn't take me until second viewing to appreciate it uh, even further, which is Blade Runner uh, 2049. Uh, at first w- when watching it, uh, I initially thought it was, quite a long long movie uh maybe i wasn't in the, uh, ready for such a long movie and i thought nothing really happened for quite a while uh, during that but after second rewatch after getting everything kind of in place and knowing where things go uh, i can analyze the details a little bit further and i actually quite found that this movie um a lot better the second time and i think it was one of the best one of the best shot movies directed uh the mystery in it is really surprising and then it was, it was nice that they a lot of details that there's clues throughout the movie uh that leads up to this uh mystery but i definitely highly recommend it but yeah i actually had that in my uh honorable mentions so uh yeah i can second okay. that motion uh mondo uh wonder woman had a lot of fun watching this what do you guys think I have that on my list as well. This was a movie that I didn't have a lot of high expectations, not because of the Wonder Woman character, but because DC had not had a good track record up to this point. And this was just a great movie, just with a lot of heart and soul and something that was very much missing from the DC movies. And it really made Gal Gadot to be just like this superstar. And uh, she's who I want to see more of in the DC universe. So love this movie. And this was on my list as well. I this is in my honorable mentions. Definitely love Wonder Woman, uh, best of the DCEU by far. Uh, even though it's it's good to see her more often, just uh, hopefully better movies than Justice League. Okay, uh, then I got Shape of Water. Now I don't know if this is just because it's fresh in my memory, but it just was such a great film, and you already just knew it right from the beginning. Just. You're really invested in this world, and there's this nice kind of montage of setting up the routine of what the main character does for her life, for her job, and uh, just beautifully shot, great performances, nice story. So I'm going to put that on my list. Uh, My number three is uh, Coco. Um, I normally don't have animated movies in my top five, but this movie I was so impressed with. It touched, it was very, very touching and the music was great. Uh, was definitely surprised by this movie and uh, probably the best animated movie this year. I love Coco as well, but it didn't make my list. But you know what? I have to challenge that animated movie with the Lego Batman movie. (laughs) That one was funny, hilarious, but you know, uh, kudos to Coco. Uh, since I am of Mexican descent, it's nice to see that there's a multicultural movies in the U.S. just like Coco. Hope to see more of that. But um, you know what? It didn't make my list. Uh, I'm more in the uh, comedy type stuff. 
Uh, so yeah, Lego Batman made my list, and yeah. I almost forgot that came out this year. This must have been early. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, Well, this is going to be the last one left on my list because I kind of doubled up with some of you guys. Uh, But I'm going to put Star Wars The Last Jedi on there. And I don't know if you guys have this on there, but, uh, you know, I I feel like I got to step on a limb for for this movie and kind of defend it a bit because this just has been getting so much hate. Uh, from the internet community and people are signing petitions that they want it to be stricken from the canon. And this is just a great movie. And it's just, it, it's great because it throws out a lot of the ideas from Force Awakens. And I like mm-hmm. it for that. And it was just kind of a reminder that anybody can rise to power and, and be someone special and be a hero and, and be someone significant in this world if you just kind of apply yourself to it and you don't have to have a, a certain lineage to do that. So uh, I, I love this movie. Uh, I'm not going to tell you that it's the greatest star Wars movie ever, but uh, <laughs> Oh, okay. Wow. Bold prediction. So uh, does that mean you have it I on do. your list? It's actually my number two, which is good uh, transition there. Uh, this movie exceeded all my expectations. It subversed uh, a lot of my expectations of what I thought this movie was going to be. And I was blown away with all the <laughs> all the nonstop highlights in this movie, all the all the cheap pops that uh, that occurred during it. I um, honestly thought this was a bold direction they took it, and uh, I, I quite thought it was the the right direction. I'm still a little perplexed on why people uh, don't seem to accept that, uh, but it, to each their own. I honestly thought it was one of the best, and my pers- now my personal favorite. Star Wars movie. It's hard to. It was hard for me to even fathom that, uh, but I enjoyed it that much. Mondo, I'm guessing it didn't make your list. That silence says no. Yes. Oh wow. Right. No, okay. I don't think it warrants to be like one of the top five in my list. But uh, that's a different story. Uh, Logan was part of my top five or my bat five. You got two Logans in there. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Logan, Lucky, and Logan. But yeah, uh, Hugh Jackman's uh, portrayal of uh, Wolverine. And uh, you know what? It was like a uh, kind of like a modern Western where you're just kind of like, uh, you know, you're just seeing the cowboy ride into the sunset. And that's one of those things. It's just like uh, he did such an amazing job throughout the years. And it'll be interesting who's going to pick up the uh, claws, so to speak, and not the mantle. Yeah, you know, I actually had this. I only had two uh, honorable mentions, but I had this one as well, Mondo. And uh, it's it's just such a creative and original movie just to see uh, a hero sort of at the end of his lifetime and uh, great performances from both uh, the guy that plays Professor X, Patrick Stewart, and uh, Hugh Jackman. And just uh, even the little girl had a good performance. Uh, so great movie overall and this is where we all agree this is actually my number one movie uh favorite movie this year. wow number, I mean, one. number one uh <laughs> this was actually my favorite uh comic movie this year um definitely uh you know this was finally the right direction fox was getting with these x-men characters and movies too bad it happened to be the last one for hugh jackman um but he went out in the bang yes he all did all right the, does anyone have any other uh, honorable mentions they want to throw out there uh, I also want to give honorable mention to uh, the movie It, one of the best possible remakes, I, in my opinion, uh, of, of recent anyways. Um, definitely a movie, even though it is you know categorized as a horror movie, still has a lot of humor and heart in it, and I quite enjoyed it. 
Uh, yeah, I'd, I would have probably put that as an honorable mention as well. That I also was considering very much so. I came out no- yeah, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> no worries. Uh, James, uh, last chance to put Bright up there as a special <laughs> number one plus one. <laughs> Num- number one Netflix movie, yo. Number one Netflix movie. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to video games guys um one of the things we started doing maybe one to two years ago was creating a list of games that we passed um i got this idea from the uh, cheap ass gamer uh, podcast and they sort of had this spreadsheet where they keep track of how much games that they uh try to play and, and what they pass so we have a similar list for us um i think rather than do that I think why don't we just kind of read off of uh, our top five of what we liked from the year, I guess. Or did you want to mention some of the stuff we passed? No, it, it goes hand in hand for me anyways. I'm not sure if you guys want to, but feel free to do so if you want. Well, I, I, I'll just say overall that I'm, I'm happy that I actually passed uh, more games this year than I did last year. I think that sort of speaks to uh, Destiny 2 not being as good. <laughs> Uh, as I thought it would be, despite me putting uh, over 120 so. hours, <laughs> despite me putting over 120 hours into for the year, um, I still, I, you know, so I'm glad I got a chance to play other games. And one of the things I did notice, James, between you and I, is that while you have more on your list, I tend to dig into games for a little bit longer than you. So, you know, so on games that we kind of overlap. I tend to put more hours into that's just a difference between how we play games. You kind of burn through stuff and you know, I just kind of dig in there a bit more. All right. Did you want to start with your number five? Okay. Um, and again, I'm going in uh, no particular order here, but I'm going to go uh, Zelda breath of the wild. Uh, this was something that I actually bought a Wii U for it. <laughs> I seller. had no other interest in doing that. Yeah, it was absolute system seller. It was a used Wii U, but I didn't want to buy a Switch because it's like at the time I was spending on other things, and uh, you know, I I don't know if I wanted to get that system at launch because Nintendo is always. I didn't know how good they would be with their releases, so I just this was the cheaper way to get in. I didn't feel like I missed out on anything, and I put. 60 hours or so into this and uh just great reinvent reinventing of how a zelda game should play probably my disappointment with it was the story wasn't very cohesive uh, but overall just a, a great game i agree uh my number five is injustice 2 i found this was an overall complete package of a game uh, I'm not the best at it in terms of fighting, but I do like all the characters that are involved in this uh, this game, plus the story mode and all these new things that keep you uh, going. I actually, uh, I don't think it's the best fighter this year, but I, it's definitely the best package uh, and probably one of my favorites this year as well. Um, well yeah, I agree. Uh, even though Injustice 2 for my list comes in at number three, um, there are a lot of offline modes and online modes for a single player. So there's a lot more than just playing online against other people or getting frustrated with the, uh, you know, the type of online uh, community that you have to go through in certain fighting games. Because you know what? It's you take Street Fighter Five, for instance, and it's the horrible example, but I'm going to use it anyways. Incomplete game. Why would I want to play, you know, pay $60 for something that lacks in just content? 
and pretty much characters wise and DLC where you have to buy costumes and all this. Did other you guys stuff. do that for uh, Destiny uh, One? <laughs> No, we got the season pass. We got the season pass. Bucks for no content, and then still pay for the season pass to get content. So just saying. I got. We got our money's worth. Nobody's talking about that one. We're talking about fighting games. But what I will say about that one, James, since you're going to hit on that similar subject, is that you mentioned it's the complete package. I want to put an asterisk on that. If you buy the ultimate version edition that you're going to get all the characters but that's still just optional characters and you still get a full game yeah, with awesome. with the price of okay, cost that's fair. compared to other yeah. games uh, for example street fighter or whatever they don't have an arcade mode they don't have a story mode they didn't have anything but a versus mode so yes. you're getting a complete package yeah. for a game and if you wanted to buy these extra things then they're uh, they're there for you as well so well speaking of which uh my number five for my top five is Call of Duty 2, World War II. Uh, I love this game a lot. Um, going back to Boots on the Ground, is that how they say that, James? Boots mm-hmm. to Ground, something like that, or Boots to Asses? Um, have this both on Xbox One and PS4, and I got to say, PS4, oh, man, it's so janky, unfortunately. Uh, I play with my brother's friends uh, online, and it's hard to get in a party. It's hard to get in a group. Just the party chat... I don't know what's wrong with the PS4. They really need to fix their... Uh, they just need to fix everything. Um, Xbox One, it's so easy. You, you know, whether I'm playing with uh, James, uh, Flux, or, you know, whoever, get our party started, send the uh, game invites, boom, we're there, we start playing, we're having a lot of fun. PS4, it struggles to do that. So I, I love this game a lot. Um, I'm glad they got rid of all these crazy jumping antics. And just keeping it to the original, you know, just go around on foot shooting the opposition and you're going to have a blast. I am. I love hardcore. It's a mode that I was never really accustomed to playing because I would kill uh, all my own teammates. But I I have been getting better and my KDR is kind of up there. It's above 90, above 0.90 for once. Nice. I have a COD WW2 as an honorable mention, but doesn't make my list. Okay. Um... I'm going to put, uh, for my next one, I'm going to put South Park Fractured But Whole. Um, I, looking back at the previous South Park Stick of Truth, I felt like that was overall a more fun game, maybe because it was the first time that it did that, and the jokes seemed to land better with me. But overall, I put a ton of hours into it, and uh, I even passed the optional boss, Morgan Freeman. So, um, you know, I had a lot of fun with it, and it was something that I, I frequently went back to until I passed it, so... Um, I, I definitely like this one. <clears throat> uh, number four for me is Mario plus Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle. This was a huge surprise. Uh, generally, Rabbids, I have no interest in, in that IP or that whole game collection. But this one, they fused two worlds and created uh, an uh, honest, uh, an honestly great strategy, strategy RPG game. It's uh, kind of like an XCOM light, but done with great graphics and uh, I definitely if you're into that strategy style game, I uh, would recommend it. And then it's made even better that it's portable. So you can take it anywhere. Okay. Mondo. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. My, my throat. Uh, four was for me was a golf story. Yes. For the uh, Nintendo switch release date was in September. I uh, can't get enough of this game. 
Um, I'm not doing most of the uh, story mode, so to speak. I just like, you know, going to the to the range and I just knock the ball and see how far I can take it. So uh, I'm a big golf guy. So, well, not in that sense where I, like, I know like, oh my God, you know, I know this guy, Rory McIlroy and all these other guys. No, but I video just like game this, golf. Yeah, just video game golf in general. Is that Tiger? So, uh, it's very soothing. Who? Tiger in the game. <laughs> what, what is that? What is that? Is that like a rapper or something? <laughs> Okay, but yeah, but um, I, I like this game. It, it's just you know what? It's really cool just to pass the time and just relax. Um, which is also it was like right there with uh, God, uh, Stardew Valley. They're both equally the same, even though the other ones are farming sim. I have to put golf up there just because I become a I disappear with the Stardew Valley. I am uh, nowhere to be found. Okay, uh, I guess this would be, what, number three number for three. me? Yeah, uh, this is going to be Destiny 2. Um, and this is kind why? of a bittersweet pick. I'll, I'll explain why, why sir. Uh, this is a bittersweet pick because I thought that it made a great first impression in that no. when we got this game, we were really invested in the story. It has a better story. It has made a number of things easier in terms of getting loot. And you don't know that that's going to be a problem until later. So in the beginning, the loot is coming fast and furious. And just, you know, I had a lot of fun with it. Like, I, I can't tell you that a game that I played for over 120 hours, probably the longest I played a game this year, and it's not going to make my list, Mondo. So it, it has to be on there. Now, can I also, with the other, you know, critical eye, say that it's been a disappointment and that I feel like the longevity is not there? and that it has a number of adjustments that need to be made to it. Yes, absolutely. But Destiny is a game that continues to evolve, and it always has. So just you know, know that in mind. This is kind of the equivalent of the, the lean years, if you will, for uh, Destiny 1. And uh, we'll see how it goes, but uh, it's definitely something that I'm going to put on the list. Uh, I'm not going to go into discussion for the lean years, <laughs> but wow. How can you even compare that to one, which is fine. Again, I, I really want to stop talking about Destiny 2 in general. So we're just going to move on. <laughs> wow. Games, number wow. Three, please. Uh, my number three is Wolfenstein 2. I think this game has the best uh, story that I've played uh, all year um, in terms of its campaign. Uh, I'm like Ron, uh, find that there's a lot of flaws with the actual gameplay, um, but I still like the game strictly for its narrative purpose. I think this was the strongest of this year uh, of all games that I've played so far. Cool, man. Uh, well, mine is Injustice 2, but we already talked about that game and we shed some light. So let's move on to number two. Okay, number two for me is going to be Horizon Zero Dawn, one of the few PS4 games I played this year. Um, I love this game so much that I wanted to get every single trophy that there was in the game, and I actually did. Uh, one of the few games... Uh, not only on play PS4, uh, but just in general that I've gotten a platinum rank on uh, by getting all the trophies. So I just wanted to do all the side quests. I love the storyline. I love the characters. The facial animation was great. The the style of the characters, the the setting, it was just a great story. I still want to pick up the uh, expansion that they released. It, I'm hearing good buzz about it, but uh, definitely something that was one of the best games I played this year. Nice. Uh, number two for me, uh, while just recently came out, I still find it the best multiplayer this year, is uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Uh, this game is janky, uh, looks ugly, 
uh, <laughs> doesn't run the best, but yet still offers a unique multiplayer experience that you can't find anywhere outside Fortnite. And with this, it's such a fresh take on this multiplayer, uh, I guess you could say hardcore mode, because um, it is essentially hardcore. You have to consider bullet drop. You have to not wor- like worry about not killing your your friends, <laughs> things of that nature. Yeah, right. Um, but this was such a fresh uh, new experience that I have not experienced in any g- other game this year other than Fortnite. And that's even that is more of a yeah. uh, a sampling of what Battlegrounds offers. Um, even though that's that's definitely the most polished of the two. Well, James, I want to point out uh, that I'm glad you mentioned this time around that the game is janky because I feel like in our initial discussions, you overlooked that and you sort of were downplaying a bit. No, No, they patched stuff. I I did. Now, I've since since gotten the game. Janky. Uh I never not said it was janky. I just, in terms of how it's running, you always brought that up, but that it definitely runs a lot better than how it came out at launch. But I never not said it was janky. Okay. Better, but still not not perfect. Yeah. Smooth. it, it's like one of the things that like I don't like is that it doesn't have a radar, but it kind of does because anytime you see your game stutter, that means there's people mm. around you. Yeah, but, <laughs> you but you're and- you're making too much critical uh, on a game that you are aware that you're you're in a beta. You it is uh, upfront yeah. with that, and then I'm aware of that. I was well aware of that in the beginning, and that's why I mentioned if for you, uh, that's why I even brought it up the last time in our discussion. You would probably enjoy Fortnite more than you would Battlegrounds. Uh, you know, but I just want to point out for our listeners, like know what you're getting into. There, there are a lot of good aspects to it. I actually still continue to play this game. I wish it was a final version of the game. So to me, the way I tend, this is my own personal style of playing games is I like to mark progression either by leveling up or unlocking a certain weapon. And you don't seem to get that. Uh, it seems like you get these points to unlock stuff, but they come really well, slow. It's like any um, other multiplayer game that's not destiny is that you play to either get better in your skill or get to be the you know to win uh what that, that is your reward so um the other the, but they have those points yeah, but those, though right but those points like are for the... cosmetics same thing with overwatch you don't those yeah. are just there if they're yeah. not there to uh you don't it, yeah they don't boost you in any other way you don't uh, you don't have to even use those points, but it's there if you want to uh, customize your character a la Overwatch. So, um, yeah. I don't know. I have the inj- Yeah, Ron, why would you want to be OP yeah, in a game? <laughs> no, well, I'm fine with cosmetic stuff too, but even still, I do feel like those points are, are you can hardly buy anything at this point. Like, I've been playing get some for a while. And get some points. Yeah, play more, right? <laughs> uh, Mondo, did this make your list? Yeah, and you know what? Uh, that is. I'm going to say that because that's my last one. That's my number one. Okay. It has a special place in Mondo slash Mondonium's heart. Uh, But no, my number two is Mario Kart 8 for the Switch. What an awesome game for this portable system that is the Nintendo Switch. um, First appeared in, you know, consoles on April, but it was also a port of the Wii U version. If if I'm correct. Yes. So this game is really awesome. I take it to work. If me and my friend Walter, you know, have some downtime, we'll connect, you know, we'll mix it up. It's a lot of fun. Even my girlfriend likes this game. So it's really, really entertaining. Highly recommend this if you own a Switch. And I did tell Tim about this because he just got one for Christmas. And I'm telling him, pick that up while we're waiting for, you know, people like Goose or Ron to load up PUBG. You know, we can get a quick game. You know, it's it's awesome. It's just a... 
just an awesome thing to have with you. And it's so funny that we use the Xbox Live chat to communicate in Mario Kart. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what happened to the app? It was so good, right? Uh, that app was only for Splatoon. I don't think was it really? released it for any other game, oh, so I don't terrible. know. <laughs> it's terrible. Yep. All right. Uh, well, let me go with uh, let me go with my number one, which is Assassin's Creed Origins. Now, I actually didn't pass this game, but that's not because I'm not liking it. It's because I'm just do, trying to do almost every side quest imaginable in this game. Um, I'm not a fan of the combat system. It's something that I still struggle with. It doesn't make you feel. As I mentioned, one of the things that the older Assassin's Creed games was made you feel like you were just this unstoppable, you know, killing machine. And I don't quite feel that same way with this battle system. Um, but just in terms of the setting, the graphics, just the historical locations, because to me, this is what I want from an Assassin's Creed game, which is give me an amazing a historical setting and a good main character. And uh, I feel like you it hit both out of the park here. So, but one of the things I will kind of point out that I, I do feel like it, it's almost too big of a game because I've almost forgotten what the main storyline is because you just get involved in so many other side quests and it doesn't really keep you focused in on what the main storyline is. And you kind of do have to play some of those side quests because it does uh, level gate you, James. I know you pointed this out in Destiny, but it does level gate you for some of the... Uh, uh, different uh, story missions later on. I don't on. like those in games. That means it's just force. Uh, that's just padding uh, the length of the game. But you know, if it's good, if the game is good, it may not be. Uh, it may be worth going for a little bit. Yeah, and uh, also it obviously helps that I'm playing this on uh, the Xbox One X on a 4K TV, so the game looks amazing in nice. HDR. Yeah, that that, that definitely helps. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number one game, uh, you mentioned it earlier, is Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, I don't think there's a game that's uh, single player anyways that I've played longer than Zelda. Not, everything about that game was really addicting. I don't know what it was. Just uh, the openness of the world. Um, just it's uh, free mechanics where you can just do anything practically. And it pretty much ruined a lot of other open world games at the time when it came out. Um, it pretty much got me kind of less interested in Horizon Zero Dawn since I played uh, Zelda first. Going after that to Horizon, I didn't like the fact that it felt so restricted and I couldn't climb anything. And then it feels, it feels so. Uh, I don't know. It 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 ruined that experience for me a little bit. Uh, so I hope that one day go back to uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. The story didn't really interest me too much, but I eventually will get through that. But definitely Zelda. Uh, as a whole, I think this is probably up there with um, Ocarina of Time and uh, and what is it, the Super Nintendo one, the Link to the Past is the best Zeldas that ever came out. Damn. Yeah, uh, looking back at it, James, I I probably should have put this up higher, but uh, I'll agree it is one of the best games yeah. of the year. And um, I my honorable mention would be Mario uh, Odyssey. That game, just pure fun, pure joy. I would definitely say that's probably most people's uh will be most people's favorite game of the year compared to zelda like if that was the first game to buy if you was the first game to buy a switch i would get mario mario kart that too (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, well, guys, uh, mine is uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. That is my top pick. Great multiplayer game, great single player game. Uh, no story, just go out and <laughs> kill. I'm not interested in no side quests. There's no level capping. No not leveling. On, uh, what's that? Some, no, yeah, you know, just go out there, do what you can, be a scrapper, have fun. And you know what? Uh, I like it. Uh, many of our Xbox Live friends seem to enjoy this as well. So, hey, yeah, it's I'm, amazing. I'm for so reason, surprised that, you like, know, it's a great multiplayer. I'm experience. so su- surprised that it, it kind of bled out to like the casual crowd, people that, uh, you know, like our friends Harut and Cedric. They don't play that kind of stuff, but uh, they ended up buying this anyways, I guess, because of the low price. Um, uh, and they are having such a great time with it. And I'm happy to hear that they're having because this is, to me, this is not a very casual game. I mean, in theory, it is because you could just jump in and do whatever you want and leave and not have to worry about progression. Um, but just the mechanics and all that stuff is a little bit uh, more uh, in depth than you would in a normal shooter. And uh, this has provided some of the most. <laughs> it like different multiplayer crazy, crazy moments, moments, funny moments, uh, <laughs> in quite some time of any game, and then even in in loss, it's it still feels rewarding because just to there to help your friends or whatever. I think the closest thing I can think of. Or I'm sorry, go ahead. You can kill your friend. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, yes, you can. Ron is one to one KDR on shooting Mondo, <laughs> killing Mondo. Um, <laughs> but the closest thing I can think of in terms of it's kind of gameplay i i would say uh nothing really other than fortnite but in terms of it's actually the way the game is in terms of how hardcore it can get i feel like it's closest to um uh, rainbow six uh there's no auto aim uh i'm sorry uh aim assist you kind of have to go all you know as as best aiming as you can with your controller uh and any single shot that that can hit you you can die and you're out for the game but you're still in there even spectating, uh, assisting your friends. So um, they both offer similar uh, types of fun, but with player unknowns battlegrounds, this just so, so open and um, the the randomness of it it makes it exciting. Yeah, um, I got a couple of honorable mentions. This one I didn't see it. It probably would have made it higher on my list. Ought to be honest with you, if I if I would have seen it, but it's uh, Resident oh, Evil yeah. Seven. This is something that came out very early in the year, and a lot of us kind of f- forgot about it. But uh, it really brought back Resident Evil in a new and exciting and fresh way. Uh, especially, I hear if you play it in virtual reality, it's pretty good. Um, but I skipped Resident Evil Six. I'm glad I did. It was pretty terribly reviewed. But this one, just a nice way to bring back the series and reintroduce it to yeah, uh, people. Like one of the best reboots of a series I can th- ever think of. They totally changed everything. It's crazy. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, two two quick honorable mentions that they were not games of 2017, but I actually passed them this year, was uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue. That was one of the last Xbox 360 uh, Assassin's Creed in which you play one of the uh, Templars. Uh, and I had a lot of fun with that. I put like over 20 hours into that one and I passed it. And that's actually backwards compatible if anyone is a fan of Assassin's Creed games. Nah, <laughs> And uh, I know I'm the I'm the AC fanboy here. And uh, last one is uh, Last of Us. Uh, again, this is an old game, but uh, I finally got a chance to play that uh, HD version on PS4. And uh, I put that sucker on easy mode, and I just enjoyed the the story of the game, and oh, yeah. it was great. That's, 
That's probably one of the best narrative games as well. I, I'm not a fan of the gameplay, but that story is so good. Um, uh, if for, if we're going for best old game of this year, I have one honorable mention too. It's called called uh, oh, Inside. All right, all right. Uh, this is made by the people who did. Um, I forgot what that game is. The black and white one with the little boy. Uh, Limbo. Yes. Limbo. So this one is their follow up game, and it is such a crazy game. I think Mado came by when I was finishing the game one time. Uh, it goes into yeah, it was <laughs> yeah, it, it's, one, it's probably one of the best platformer puzzle games I've played with. It's it, in terms of its narrative, and I would highly suggest anyone pick that up. It's I think it's fifteen bucks. So, uh, and it's 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 very uh, what is it called trial and error puzzle solving, but it's not like complicated. You don't need a guide or anything like that. So, um, definitely worth it. And it's short. I, I, my according to my list, I beat in three hours. So, definitely check that out someday. Any honorable releases? Uh, honorable releases. Honorable <laughs> <laughs> Man, there are there are so many games out there. Um, whew. You know, you guys have like this plethora of knowledge of the games that you guys play. Me, I'll just burn right through them. Um, wow. Like Tekken 7, that was a pretty cool fighting game. Definitely. And yeah, I mean, pfft, King of Fighters. Everyone? But that was last year, so I'm, man, I'm, I don't know. So I'm just kind of like whatever. It's PUBG, PUBG time now. So yeah, PUBG time. <laughs> All right, that's that's what's important. Games. I am I'm I'm interested to hear why Mario or uh, even something like a as an honorable mentioned uh, Cuphead did didn't say make Mario your list. Was, oh yeah, Cuphead. He did say Mario. Yeah. Which <laughs> I just said. He said it as an yeah, honorable and mention. I told, and I told, and I mentioned that even like that game would be uh, is definitely a system seller and should be people's first game over Zelda. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, Sorry about that. Just trying to keep the show uh, running. Yeah, I totally forgot about Cuphead, but definitely that's up there in the most stylish and uh, old school arcade games. But it's just really hard, so it's hard to recommend to most people. Um, uh, but I yep. do find it's. Uh, our direction and it's uh, the work that's put into it. Um, I would definitely put in the honorable mention. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, Let me make my request for show feedback. Guys, this is a new year. Uh, We don't get a lot of show feedback, but we would like some. It's a new year. You know, we we are close to kind of coming up on one year's worth of, uh, recording a mm-hmm. podcast here and we're still learning at this we're still feeling our way we're still trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work so we'd be very appreciative if you could either leave us a review on itunes or just send us an email at easy operations qa at gmail.com let us know what you like what you don't like any ideas you have any segments you want us to p- perhaps talk about it'll be highly appreciated um, and you could even put that on our Facebook page as well, in which Mondo oversees over there on Facebook. And that's the Facebook group, Easy Operations. So, um, yeah, please uh, give us any feedback you can. We'd be greatly appreciative of it. And is there anything else you guys would like to mention? Go ahead, James. Uh, pick up PUBG. Game of the year. Oh. <laughs> Uh, you know what, guys? Uh, 2018. I wish everybody nothing but positive, positive energy. And um, if you guys had a bad 2017, you know what? That's like what we mentioned, bef- 
in the beginning of this podcast. It's in the past, 2018, make it your year. And you know what? We do want to hear about it. So you know what? That's our resolution as a team here at Easy Operations Podcast, and especially for Ron. We want your feedback. It means a lot to us. We want to hear what you guys have to say. And you know what? We're going to put you guys uh, on the podcast. So, you know, don't be shy. Yeah, great advice, Mondo. And one of the things I like to do when I start a new year is like write down a list of things that I want to achieve over the course of the year. And it's interesting to look back at that list at the end of the year and be like, well, I did that. I never got around to that. And it's kind of interesting to look back on things. So maybe that's something people could do out there. I know I'll be doing that pretty soon as well. Awesome. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us for our first podcast of the year and hopefully many more to come. So to everyone, happy new year and good night, guys. Good night.